Hello and welcome to Money Roundup. I'm your host, Mayor Morrison. The BRICS Summit has undergone their annual meeting this week and have had over 40 new countries showing interest and 23 submitting applications to join. What significance does it have on today's world as we know it? NVIDIA announced that they will buy back 26 billion US dollars worth of their shares from the market. And central bankers are currently meeting at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. What implications will this have on the US economy? All of this coming up on Money Roundup. The BRICS nation is currently having their annual summit on in South Africa, which started on Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. The BRICS comprises of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. The BRICS was formed back in 2009 by Russia and comprised of just Brazil, Russia, India, and China at the time. They were created as a geo-economical platform and wanted a way to come back and change the current way of the world and how it handles situations, mainly international trade and currencies use. South Africa had joined in 2010. The BRICS nation also rotates the chairman once every year and the summit is held in a different country also so as to make participants feel welcomed and valued. But what does this have to do with the summit? The BRICS nation had issued a bond just last week in the South African RAND through their new development bank, also known as BRICS Bank, which was formed in 2015. And one of the agendas of the meeting is to decide how to work out the details as they consider issuing a bond in the Indian rupee by October 2023. Most borrowings done within the BRICS nation has been mainly in the Chinese yuan, and, as, and so the aim is to increase the trade and usage of member countries local currency while reducing their reliance on the US dollar. As such, the summit is meeting to solidify their agenda and also plan strategic directions going forward. What significance does BRICS really have on today's world as we know it? The BRICS nation comprises of 40% of the global population. 40%. So, they would be able to form a tighter and closer foreign relationship amongst themselves and also be less reliant on the US. If BRICS does increase their membership, they can increase not only access to the world population within the group, but also the most important and significant goods and services demanded by countries will have to go through their international trade and meet their requirements. For example, they would have items such as natural gas, 
food and other commodities needed to sustain a country and instead of paying in the current U.S. dollars could make her requirement that any country that will have a demand for these goods and services make payment in the local country of origin or as agreed amongst the participating nations. One possibility in the distant future can be a shift world power and so dem less demand for funds and dependence on the current one used in international trade will occur. This will result in the demand for U.S. debt to lower as countries will be less dependent on it and now an increase in other nations' currencies will see a rise in their demand as nations will find more value and wealth in holding them. A new system can also be created and formed where each country share their views and work together to build up and develop each other through easy access to their resources of the participating nations. If BRICS does stay true to their initial agenda, they can entice a lot more nations to join as they can be seen as the crystal ball and final destination to other nations. Now, NVIDIA is a chip company that has seen tremendous growth so far this year, but they are planning to buy back about 25 billion US dollars worth of their shares from the market. NVIDIA has seen their stock price soar to all-time highs this year, causing them to be only the fifth publicly traded company in the United States and sixth in the world currently at the $1 trillion valuation. They have focused a lot of their research and development into being the first chip-making company to bring forward artificial intelligence, AI, and focus a significant amount of their development on this technology causing them to be well ahead of their competitors. NVIDIA shares have grown over 300% since the start of the year, and many believe they have a lot further to grow and be amongst the elites such as Apple, Microsoft, and Tesla, just to name a few. NVIDIA's other businesses such as the Graphic Processing Unit, GPU, and an entire AI machine with memory from suppliers have also contributed to their tremendous growth and development and far exceeded analysts' predictions by billions of dollars in the last quarter report published. Demand for the NVIDIA chips have been far and wide, coming from companies focused on the AI boom that is among us right now with analysts predicting the demand for NVIDIA chips is over 50% of the current supply right now. Research stated that even China has placed a large order for NVIDIA chips ahead of any further restrictions that could occur or chips being sold out to US companies. If an export restriction were to be placed on China, it would not affect NVIDIA's profit or reven prof revenue stream in any form. So, 
What does all of this have to do with NVIDIA buying back their shares? One can look at this from an economic standpoint with the simplest principle of scarcity. With NVIDIA buying back a substantial amount of their shares, it will reduce the supply and increase the demand. Another way to look at it is from a controlling point of view, where NVIDIA is putting a majority, if not all, of their focus are now on AI. So, ownership will be very important to the company as going forward, they can seek to make the transition of full focus on AI without much hassle from shareholders alike, as they will now be insignificant. On to our last story. Central bankers from all over the world are meeting at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, United States for a two-day conference starting August 24, 2023. In anticipation to this, investors have been selling off their shares over the month of August and the markets are currently seeing smaller volumes being traded. The U.S. inflation rate was at its highest in over two decades at 9.2%, but the Fed has slowly carried it down to 3.2% this year. A far away from its ideal 2% target, but still much closer to it than where it was coming from during the heights of the pandemic. The U.S. interest rate has subsequently been rising for 12 out of the 13 months to a rate of around 5.25% to 5.5% at the end of July 2023. Everyone will be paying close attention to the Fed to see where interest rate goes and also how they decide to continue the fight against inflation. Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker and Boston Fed President Susan Collins both believe that the spikes in 10-year Treasury yields are a good thing and they welcome it. Harker shared in a recent interview with CNBC that he is not concerned about the rise in the 10-year Treasury yield, as it is not a cause for concern right now, but he will be watching it. Harker also advised that the low-income consumer has started seeing a slowdown, and the back-to-school market has somewhat slowed down as well. This is what the Fed will welcome as they want to slow down consumer spending to really get inflation to their 2% price target. Collins, in a separate interview with Yahoo Finance, like Harper, advised that the Fed is to, has to really watch and see how the policies and fights have been planned out so far. She did state when asked specifically about interest rates that it may increase but they may also be able to hold at the current level for longer when asked about the inflation numbers for gas and food and its impact to core inflation collins further emphasized it is 
best for the Fed to continue monitoring and looking at broader patterns rather than just what is happening in front of them currently. She shared that there was a recent decline in food, goods price, and rent inflation. The 10-year treasury yield is seeing the fight as something positive too and are of the understanding it will take some time to get the economy back on track with the fight, hence the positive output in the long run. The stock market, on the other hand, closed another day lower with all the uncertainty and directions of the Fed. The S&P 500 index closed August 24, 2023 at 4,375.70 points, a negative 1.368% decline from its previous day. The Dow Jones closed on the same day at 34,142.59 points, seeing a negative 0.9232% jump, and the Nasdaq 13,462.89 points, a negative 1.88% decline. Of the top tech stocks for the market, NVIDIA is the only one that closed in the green at 471.63 US dollars, 47 cents higher than its previous day. So, what effects will the central bankers meeting have on the US economy? The stock market is currently down at the end of the normal trading day of the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. It is currently too early to tell the long-term effects on the U.S. economy. However, it can be stated that the Fed will continue their watching of the U.S. economy, more particularly the inflation rate, as this has been their biggest fight over the last 12 months. And they will continue adjusting their policies and interest rates as they see best fitting for the future. That's all that we have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I do hope to catch you in the next one. Just before you go, do feel free to leave any comments you may have and also give us a follow to stay up to date with all episodes. <laughs>